Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my lit yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Before I get into today's podcast, I want to tell you and invite you to try my lit daily online yoga classes. You'll get a free trial if you sign up now and I have a library of anatomy-based yoga classes plus a different daily class with me. I also do special monthly live streams. So check it out at movementbylara.com. And join me tomorrow, August 3rd in New York City to break a world record together for the most handstands done simultaneously. The current record is 399, so let's smash that one. And I hope to see you and hug you all after we make history together tomorrow, Saturday, August 3rd in New York City. Look for the information on my website and sign up at movementbylara.com. Today's episode is about how to work with a private student. So this can be applied if you're a yoga teacher, you're a personal trainer, or anytime you are mentoring someone um, and offering them knowledge or helping them in some way. But for me, obviously, I'm working with people um, to help them move better. And so I will tell you some of the tips that I share when I do my trainings for how to work with a private student, because it can be a huge game changer for people. So if you've ever been in a yoga class or a movement class or gym class before, you know that it's possible for the instructor, the teacher to give you some personalized attention, but you won't receive it for the entire time. 
And if it's a very large class, you are less likely to receive it. So what I have found is that people have taken group classes for a time period and they either don't see their practice changing or in fact, they feel like the practice might even be causing some discomfort because they aren't practicing in a way that is most beneficial. So I I don't like to say right and wrong. Um, I'm not black and white that way, but I I will definitely say there are suboptimal ways of uh, positioning yourself, of transferring from one pose to another. The transitions are often the places where people can find more difficulty in kind of establishing um, good alignment. So the private session offers a lot it's, it's a great opportunity. It just offers so many chances for, for a person to, to change his or her practice and um, change it to transform it. So again, if you've been practicing for a while and you feel like you've gotten to kind of a stuck point or a point where you are even maybe uh, harboring tension or feeling discomfort in the way that you're moving, a private session would be a, a really great way to kind of unpack the way that you move that might be suboptimal. And having uh, a teacher who has a really good eye for the movement patterns would be a place to start. So here are the tips for when I'm working with a private student. Um, I, first of all, talk to someone and get an idea of what, um, let's say I'm going to give you... John Doe. Let's just be really unoriginal here. So John comes to me and has booked the private. And if I have a chance, I like to say, well, what is what is it that you want to work on in your private? What is bringing you to me if, I, if the person is unknown to me? And this happens a lot in, in my Skype sessions. I will get an email that say, I really want to work with you. I live you know, in a different country. And you know, can we work together? And so I so I can apply this online or in person. Obviously, there's things in person I can do with my own hands and assessment that I can't do um, in a Skype. But if you learn the tools of observation and learn what to look for, then you can apply it without actually getting your hands on somebody. So say John Doe contacts me and says he wants to work with me. And I say, fine. And our, I'll give you an example of what I would do online. So he, I've, I say, what would you like to work on? And usually somebody has something in mind. Now for me, I also have a physical therapy degree. So I do get people who specifically have um, issues like my shoulder is in pain. I can't lift my arm up. When I um, am in down dog, I feel pinching at my shoulder or, you know, my knee, you know, just very specific kind of that, that might be a beyond what someone who's, who is a yoga teacher and not necessarily trained in assessing that type of thing would know. Um, however, someone can still come to you and say, I just find that my shoulder's really getting bo- you know, bothered by a vinyasa class. Can, you, can I have a private with you so that you can maybe help me figure out ways that I can move better or what might be causing it? So I will get as much information about a person that is relevant to whatever they want to work on. So if it's something that's they're really being bothered, like a body part, I, will, I want to tease out all the possibilities. And my 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 
my goal, and and this would apply to even if you're not a physical therapist, is is not to diagnose necessarily. I just want to understand what could be um, contributing to the, the the pain or discomfort someone's experiencing. So what I'll I'll look at you know different categories is if they're experiencing discomfort, I'm gonna look, I want a, a more thorough background of what they're how they're spending their day because often it's the what you inhabit the most is what's going to cause it. So in other words, like if you're sitting at a computer all day, that's going to tell me some really relevant information to how you might move and what how that might be causing you some discomfort. So I want to know what do you how, how are you spending your day? Um if it's somebody like John Doe's telling me, "Hey, I just I want to feel stronger. I I really really want to learn how to do a handstand." And it has he has no complaints of anything going wrong with this in his body or feeling discomfort, then I will really um, work on creating a program in an hour that I will then send to him. Here's what I would advise you to do to work on getting into a handstand. And, and that would be really based on where I see some gaps. You know, it might be that his core integration isn't happening. His pelvis is tilting, shoulder stuff is going on. Next stuff is going on, but what can I that that is preventing him from really getting the feeling of strength and ease of transitioning into a handstand? So I will look at all of those. I observe people. I observe posture. Posture tells a lot because how you stand is how you move, and how you move is going to either dial up the muscle activity that's needed, or it will kind of inhibit some of that or dial it down so that you might be overusing other things. So the tips I would say if you are working with a private student is, you know, obviously know your uh, capacity and your knowledge base so you can at least really understand what optimal posture looks like. And so when I actually, I'd spend a lot of time in my trainings examining people in their natural posture and how that is the posture they're going to take in their yoga class or in their movement class. And so, for example, I was working with someone a few days back and she is incredibly strong, was a collegiate athlete, played soccer, has, you know, just super fit, super fit, and was having, um, she wanted to learn how to do a handstand. She wanted to learn how to do some other things too, but she really was feeling like um, not as strong as she wanted to be in her arms. And so when I looked at her, and she's this natural, natural athlete, the first thing that stood out to me was in her natural resting posture, her pelvis was quite tilted anteriorly. And that just kind of set out this whole cascade of events where she was putting more pressure. She was complaining about a little pressure in her knee. So she was putting more pressure in her knee. That was shortening her back, her low back, which um, was preventing her front, deep anterior core muscles to really fire it as effectively. And so all of it came from this standing posture. There's a, I just immediately look at that and, and think, well, here are the things that we can help in the standing posture. And then what I, when I developed this kind of program, how do you develop a neutral pelvis? How do you help that with your core integration? How do you keep your head in alignment? All of those things. And then saying, you ha- and, and and encouraging the person like, I'm going to work with you in a, in this private 
one-on-one relationship, but then the bigger job is going to be that you have to employ these tactics daily, that you have to think about it daily. Um, So the biggest tip I will say is educate someone about, about the resting posture and how, what are some ways that they can bring more attention to that in their, in their lives, not just in that moment in the yoga practice or in the movement practice. So as a working with a private student, the biggest tip I will say is look at what's in front of you, but also ask for other surrounding information that might be important. A big tip here is if you're not a physical therapist or you're not a a kinesiologist or someone who is really well versed at looking at bodies a lot, that's okay. Start to trust more about what is happening in front of you in terms of the alignment. Really get to understand if you want to work privately with people, look at bodies, look at bodies, learn about um, what is a neutral pelvis? What is a what is the neutral position of the neck mean? What are the position of the scapula? Like find out as much as you can, become very learned in that. And then be very honest about your own limitations. Say like, I don't know that, but I'm, I want, I'm going to try and find out more information. And um, I do that too. I, I, none of us know all of the stuff. It's like, we should always be learning and be, and our, and having that one, I have a lot of teachers at my studio who are not physical therapists who do privates and will say, oh, I came across this. What do you think, Lara? Can you help me with this? And they've told their privates, I'm going to go check with my teacher who is a physical therapist as well. And everyone's happy in their situation. The, the private is very happy that you're going to get more information to help them. And then you feel like you can be supported as well. So I would also say, you know, know your limitations, but also have a mentor or someone that you can ask questions when needed. So in summary, when you're working with someone, look at what's in front of you, listen to what they say, and also find out how this person, John, like say John Doe, is, is what they're doing in their daily life, how they're spending their time, how they're moving the body. What are the goals? And then try and assess how you can help those goals by breaking it down, like the things that are needed to get to those goals. If it's something that's beyond your comfort and your level of expertise, let the private know you're going to go find out more information to help him or her. And that that will keep you fresh as well because you'll be more inspired to learn more, to offer to more people. So I think that it's a great, and it's great to um, practice your skills on private, you know, private students. So as new teachers, uh, I'm not saying you should go out and try and have a bunch of privates so as new teachers, but it might be a nice way to learn more if you have, say, a friend or someone that you can that you can practice with as if this is a private student. So this person's going to benefit from you having some of your knowledge and maybe getting like a free session or a reduced praise session. And then you get to practice looking at a person, looking at alignment, seeing where there could be some kind of leaks of energy, as I like to say, how you can help the person move with more consolidation and integration. And um, just the more bodies you look at, the more you'll be able to feel comfortable helping someone um, feel more functionally sound in their movement patterns. And if you're ever interested in booking a private with me, I do do privates online and I'm very limited in the amount of time I have, but I 
I can also, I can work with you or I can advise you to work with other, other people, some of my teachers who have been trained by me, uh, because it is a big game changer to have that one-on-one experience that having the eyes just on you and your movement to really, really help. Because especially if you're committed to practicing yoga many times a week for a long time and you want to see some shifts and changes, then doing a private every once in a while, like if you're at a studio, find your favorite teacher and say, hey, I'd like to do a private with you and see what you can learn. It's it's like compact knowledge bomb in, a, in this session, this one-on-one session, because it's really all about you. So the other thing, the big tip I would say, if you're a yoga professional working with someone, or if you are going and wanting to work with a yoga teacher, is make sure it's all about this person. And so if you're the person wanting the session, make sure it's all about you. Like get what you want out of it. It's 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 your time and you should um, come with goals in mind. And it could be just tidying up a few poses or understanding where your gaze should be or how do you breathe better or how do you engage your abdominals. But it is nice when you have kind of specific ideas of what you want to accomplish in that private session. So it is wonderful to work privately with people. As a yoga teacher, do all the work to feel more and more comfortable looking at someone and and assessing how you can help them. And then also being okay with advising them to go to someone else if that's needed as well. It's a great you know, interaction where everybody can learn and gain something from. So I hope you will try some yoga session, private sessions out with whoever you would like to um, study with. If you feel like a little stale in your practice, or certainly if you're having any discomfort or misunderstanding about what, what is should be happening in, in the poses or in the transitions. So I hope this was helpful. As always, I'm pulling for you each and every day so that we can all grow and all evolve and I'm sending you lots of hugs. 